Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Gopher Podcast. I'm Abby Gillespie. And I'm Zach Sloviak. This episode, we have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about in the small town lowdown, and you'll also get to hear from the Section 1 AA head coach for football of the year. All right, cue the band. So it's that time of the year where everybody's in this jolly, happy mood and everybody's listening to a specific type of music. And Abby, I really want to know, in your opinion, what do you think about Christmas music? I think Christmas music's very good. And you can't play it too much because then you get kind of sick of it since there isn't a large variety of songs. And you can't listen to it before Thanksgiving. Okay, but so you, you, you no, like it before not Friday on, you can listen to it. So, what's your favorite? I just, I hate Christmas music. I hate it. All I, of it? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's not like something that I, by no means, when I am driving home, that I, I do not want Christmas music on in my car. I would much rather have the Gopher podcast on in my car. Which of course. Everybody rather would. But I mean, Christmas music is just. Oh, it's the worst. It is the I don't. I I think I've been burnt out starting at a young age. Our family's always been big on Christmas, and then marrying my wife, we start listening to Christmas music in October. No, and, that's too early. That's how you learn to hate it. Oh, it's it's into me. I hate Christmas music. I hate it. So, Abby, what's your favorite Christmas song? Then? Oh, well, I really like Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer, just because I like that movie. Uh, so last year you really enjoyed the social studies and English departments. Well, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, they, Ms. Bren got ran over by a reindeer. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I just. You don't like any song. There's not one you like. I mean, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is used. It's like a classic. That and is classic. Yes. And it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's fine. That's the best way to put it. It's like fine. But it's not good. It's not like <laughs> I wouldn't just um, in my free time when I'm jamming in the car, turn on some Christmas music. No. What would you listen to instead? Anything. Um, I don't know. I, I really like Morgan Wallen. That's the guy that I'm yep, listening to. That's a good Florida Georgia Line, those two, I can I can rock with them. I agree with those. Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. They had Mix a in a little Christmas too. music then you're good. <laughs> Oh, girl. Well, Abby, Abby just found a great way to end our random conversation of the week. Uh, here's a small town lowdown. Um, Abby is a part of MHS, which stands for Minnesota Honor Society, correct? Correct. And this is something that is an, an absolutely huge accomplishment to be a part of. And Abby got to discuss with the Minnesota Honor Society, um, their leader at Chatfield, which is Mrs. Bren. Um, so, Abby, what did... So obviously you have a different perspective because you're a part of Minnesota Honor Society. Plus you got to talk to the leader. So what type of things are you going to tell us today about Minnesota Honor Society? I'm going to tell you about the requirements and what MHS usually does and what they're about. And also the, tw- the names of the 22 members that we have at Chatfield High School that are involved in Minnesota Honor Society. 
Awesome. That sounds like an awesome thing to highlight. All right, take us away, Abby. So first of all, the requirements to be an MHS, you have to have a 3.5 GPA or higher. And I know many of the members have a much higher GPA. Uh, if they're interested in becoming a member, they have to fill out a form that describes how they have shown leadership in their lives and also service hours that they have completed. From this form that they fill out, staff will review the list of students and they'll kind of uh, test to their character. And finally, a group of service council members, which is consists mainly of staff members, will go over the character, leadership, service, and scholarship, which is GPA of each student. And if they meet the requirements of that, then they can be inducted into the Minnesota Honor Society. And this is done at a special banquet. Wow. Usually so that's, that's, so that's an, it should be, I mean, obviously, I don't want to tell people how to think, but this is an absolute honor to be in. So I think it's a very big deal that the Gopher podcast plus everybody else in the community of Chatfield kind of takes a moment to look at and listen to how important and how big of a deal it is that these students are able to put together things such as school, community service, leadership, all of that, put it together. These are not the only leaders of tomorrow, but they're definitely people putting themselves in the spots to be leaders of tomorrow. Could you tell us who the leaders of tomorrow in this club are, Abby? So along with myself, Sydney Allen, Peyton Berg, Stephanie Bratt, Mary Bersham Herska, Devin Clemens, Madeline Clemens, Lauren Cole, Katie Dornack, Paige Erickson, Henry Gecki, Carla Gomez, Molly Henry, Abigail Hinckley, Michael Herska, Bria Cobes, Tessa McMahon, Joanna Salerno, Kennedy Schmaltz, Jalen Sprow, Erica Vandewalker, and Jaden Zimmerman. Well, just to clear it up, Chatfield High School staff is extremely proud of all those students. Um, it's an honor to have you guys in class, and it's awesome to see what you guys are doing for this community. Um, what type of things does MHS do for this community? Usually they'll run a hoop shoot during halftime of basketball games, and that will raise money for the local food shelf. And if you haven't been to one of the basketball games and seen this going on, people will take half-court shots, and if they make it, they can win a candy bar. If not, they just lose their dollar that they pay, and it goes towards the local food shelf. So it's not really losing it. It's donating it to a good cause. And they also help and shop for things for the community Christmas project and occasionally have some. Another thing that MHS puts on are community clothing drives for the students in the building. And this year, MHS students have been ringing bells outside of Sunshine Foods for the Salvation Army. Awesome. Well, yeah. What was that, Abby? I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, you're okay. Mrs. Bren gave me a good quote about the group. She said, I'm proud of these students because not only have they excelled in the areas of scholarship, leadership, service, and character, but by me being members, they have committed themselves to upholding these standards throughout their high school tenure. Awesome. And as a staff, we are lucky enough to have these students in Chaffield High School. Um, again, we are proud of all of these students. And we can't wait to see the membership of MHS continually grow because of leaders like these students. Um, the one thing I do have, so listening to this, Abby, 
I was thinking, who do you think the staff member is? So when I, well, first, have you ever done the half court shot, Abby? I haven't. You haven't? Oh, Gillespie. I am not very good at basketball. I think, I think MHS should make that mandatory that every person in MHS has to do half court shot. I think they have to. Really? Um, of the staff, who do you think the person that's most likely to make that shot is? Ooh. You know, I'm going to have to go with Mr. Narvison. Whoa, Mr. Narvison? <laughs> yep, not you. Well, I wasn't thinking me. I was. I knew it was me. But after me, I was thinking. Uh, I think Miss Bren's the next closest. That's who Ooh, I think. She could. Local I legend. Could see that. Mr. Narvison, we have a half-court shooting challenge. Be there. <laughs> um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, the Union Street Journal. So another thing in the lo- small-town lowdown that is kind of happening in the not just inside the walls of Chatfield High School, but it's kind of going out to the community, is something called the Union Street Journal. So the uh, Delta's helping with this, but it's not just a Delta idea. Um, it is also, it's anybody in Chatfield High School that wants to write or middle school that wants to write. Um, and the students were creative enough to come up with this name of the Union Street Journal. Um, they said there's a lot of things that Chatfield does that's based off the gopher, and they kind of wanted to have their own timestamp so they kind of based it off the wall street journal and said the union street journal would be cool and now they're off and running so every third week you are going to see pieces of literature that is in or articles or whatever students want to cover that are in the newspaper and uh this week we had abby was actually one of our writers hard to believe that abby was able to make the cut for something like that but she was and um she did a great job writing about the life of a student in COVID. So if this is something that would interest you, I would highly encourage you to go and take a peek at the Union Street Journal in the Chatfield newspaper. Um, go, go take a peek at that. They did a great job. Abby, there's one more thing in the small town lowdown we want to talk about. And what was that? So Delta has reached out to people in the school that have family ties to small businesses in Chatfield. And three main businesses responded back with some information based on just how they're dealing with the pandemic and just kind of to spotlight them because we'd like to help them out. So Cabin Coffee was one of them, and they wanted to promote that their drink of the month this month is candy cane mocha. And they also have mugs for sale and stocking stuffers that have caramels and chocolate in them. Schultz's Metal Recycling is owned by Jeff Schultz, and he is working on growing his business here in Chatfield. He can help people and their needs to get rid of any kind of metal, and he also takes vehicles and appliances. The final business that we're spotlighting is Big Girl Stickers and Stems. They have holiday flower bouquets and poinsettias, and they are great stocking stuffers that you can find in their store. They have a variety of different things you could find that are good for anybody, and they also have new flower subscriptions. If you can't make it out to the store, they actually have virtual shopping where she will FaceTime you. And if you want to get in contact with them, their Facebook page is a great place to do that. Wow. Uh, So thank you to all those small businesses for responding. Um, Delta wants to do its part connecting the community and the school. Um, So, I mean, one easy way to connect the community and the school would be is if anybody wants to go and buy me some cabin coffee stuff, they can easily send that to my school mailbox i mean i would never say no to that um but no in all seriousness awesome job to members of delta that did that um being a part of a small community it's very easy to see how difficult it is in times like covid 
where things are getting shut down and difficulties like that are happening. But again, like if you guys read Abby's article, we can get through this together. <laughs> it will come to an end. But um, that's, I mean, it's awesome to help small businesses like this. So if you guys have an opportunity, Delta would love to kind of encourage you to go out socially distance and still go visit these small dis- businesses during your holiday time. I know that my wife and I, I guess, will probably have to swing down to some cabin coffee help with that because who doesn't love a little coffee in the morning? Um, up next, we have our weekly press conference with the Section 1AA Coach of the Year, Jeff Johnson. All right, everybody. So for this week's weekly spotlight, we have the famous, the one, the only, Mr. Jeff Johnson with us. Um, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Johnson. Is there anything you'd like to say, Abby? Welcome podcast. Awesome. Um, so as not very many of you know, or maybe all of you know, um, Mr. Johnson was named the three, the section one double A coach of the year. He is, he is lipping these words to me and he's very proud of it. He has a shirt on that talks about it right now. Um, so Mr. Johnson, what is something that you, what is Let's just start with the easy thing. What's the thing you're going to remember the most about this year? Well, the easiest answer is uh, COVID, COVID 2020, right? Um, this by far, even though we played five games, was the most challenging uh, football season we've ever had. Uh, it felt like the longest football season we've ever had. Back in 2013, uh, when we won the state championship, uh, we started football on August 5th, and we handed in our football gear on December 1st. And that seemed like an extremely uh, long season. Uh, We played over 20 weeks of football and we were pretty physically and mentally exhausted. But um, I would have to say that this ranked right up there uh, every day, every week. All of us coaches and players were um, not only physically exhausted, but mentally exhausted. We didn't know if we were going to have a practice. We didn't know if we were going to have a season. We didn't know if we were going to play in a game. Every week was uh, very uh, week-to-week, on a week-to-week basis. Uh, But our kids and coaches prepared like uh, normal and like we were going to play a game. And and that's why I think we had as much success as we did. We had a lot of great athletes this year. And, and, um, but yeah, that, that's the main thing that I'll remember is the, uh, obviously the, the uh, uh, coaching through a pandemic um, and everything that comes along with that, um, so many different things, um, we might not ever do again. Uh, we may not ever, you know, have to wear a mask to practice again. Um, hopefully not anyways, but yeah, that's the biggest thing. Awesome. What did you see mainly from your players and how they adjusted to the different circumstances that they're put in and maybe not knowing if they were going to have a game that week or if things would get canceled? How did they kind of react to that? Well, I was pleasantly surprised with how they responded. I mean, I, 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 I didn't have enough time to ask them individually on how they were doing mentally, but um, from what I saw, um, they handled it. Uh, very well. Kids are very resilient when it comes to change, more so than what I think adults give them credit for. Um, I think you guys are doing an awesome job um, in distance learning, hybrid, in-person sports activities. 
uh, you're pretty resilient when it comes to being able to make changes on the fly. And I think that uh, everybody's going to grow for that. I think uh, this is a great uh, lesson that we went through and, and hopefully we're all better uh, people for that. But from a mental standpoint, I, I felt the kids responded um, excellently. Uh, I, seven through 12, um, talking to my son in seventh grade and eighth grade and, and, and how they responded. They were a little disappointed that they didn't get to play in a couple of their games. But nine through 12, we got at least three games in for every level. And um, uh, they, I guess they were a little disappointed in the end result and not getting, getting to uh, actually play in a final game. Uh, we got our last three games uh, canceled, which was disappointing. But uh, I felt that the kids responded awesome when it came to just practicing in the summer and not knowing what the end outcome is to going all the way to a section championship game and not playing in a game. So uh, it was done about as well as, as, as they could handle it, I guess. Awesome. Um, so if, there's one moment that when you reflect on 2020 and you're always going to remember this one moment. So every coach has a moment in a year when they think of a year, they kind of think of this moment, it pops in their head. So Mr. Johnson, what's the one moment when you reflect on 2020, you think you'll always remember? Well, that's a tough question. Um, I think there's going to be a few. Um, the one moment, uh, I don't know, it, it'd be tough. I guess the one moment for me would be um, teaching teaching class ninth hour uh, or D block in lifetime and um, uh, listening to uh, Governor Walls talk about how he feels that the end of the fall is going to go and then waiting for the phone call um, from the athletic director and saying how um, we may just have our final practice. Um, so that that's, that's probably going to be pretty memorable for me um, outside of, uh, you know, all the protocol that we had to follow. Um, so th those are probably, uh, the, uh, a couple things that I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, those are definitely major moments in this year with everything different and such, what does it mean to you to be named the section one double a coach of the year? Well, it's strange. Um, it, it's, uh, a, a little bit by default. I, I told the team that, um, uh, weirdly enough, um, I feel about the same as the kids felt when they won the section championship, and not they they weren't actually get they weren't actually able to hold the trophy up in front of fans um, like we um, almost had the opportunity to do. Um, unfortunately, our last game got canceled with uh, Triton. Um, I had a, a very uh, great feeling that we would have beaten Triton again, and. Um, uh, that opportunity unfortunately didn't happen and was kind of taken away from our kids. And it would have had a little bit better closure to the season to be able to uh, actually get handed that on a Friday night under the lights. And uh, those players could have held that trophy up. Uh, so weirdly enough, uh, we were handed that trophy on Thursday afternoon after um, Triton wasn't able to play. Uh, so that was a weird feeling. And it was the same weird feeling when the high school league uh, notified me that I was the uh, section uh, coach of the year. So um, it's not the same as as it was before. And uh, hopefully I get a, another chance to to receive that again and actually play a full season and, and, and win a section championship some days. So um, I was grateful of it. Um, it it's, it's, they continue to hand out awards because they know that 
that the uh, coaches and the players went through a lot and, and worked hard for them. So um, I'm not just going to say that it doesn't mean anything, but I, I, I do feel like it, it's definitely different from the last one I got. So Coach Johnson, um, you obviously got this award, but I know that you know that your middle school coaches got national recognition as national middle school coaches of the year. Um, one cool thing about, I'm just kidding everybody. I'm one of the middle school coaches. Um, one thing that's really cool about Mr. Johnson got to go through this year is he got to see his varsity play. And he also got to go and sit back and see this season through the perspective of a parent. So what was something that was cool as a parent now? So obviously you've been a varsity coach for a while here. You've seen that side of things. So now you're starting to see your son grow up and be a gopher. What does it feel like to be on that side? Well, from a parent perspective, um, you start to get a sense of um, how communication is being uh, delivered. Um, from your coaches because you're sending emails out and you're communicating with parents and students and at the same side of things is um, I would get emails from from you guys uh, from a parent um, side of things so uh, you really start to to see how well um, you and your coaches deliver those messages um, and, and 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 basically that's what it is it's it's I'm, I have the ability to um, you know grade and judge our staff um, as a parent and as a coach and kind of how that was delivered this year. So um, that was interesting. There was um, there were some uh, moments where I never knew things happened and, and they do. And um, so it's, it, it was, it was different um, to, to finally be able to uh, sit back and, and uh, kind of watch my uh, kid play right after a, a long practice or a long game. So. Um, so what we're going to go into next, Mr. Johnson, is we have a, Five question fire drill. So Abby and I are just going to fire questions at you one at a time. Um, there's going to be random questions, nothing to do with football, nothing to do with school. Um, they'll be quick. Just quick answers is fine. And then that'll conclude our weekly press conference. So Abby, take it away with your first question for the fire drill. Is it legal to pass on any question? No, illegal. No. That is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite restaurant? Ooh, how fast I need to answer these. Fast. Oh, oh man. Oh. Chester's in Rochester. Which Gillespie is your favorite, Abby or Jacob? Ooh, another tough one. Uh, you know what? I would say Abby in Fayette class, Jacob on the sports field. Okay. <laughs> mm, kind of by default there because I don't play sports yep. for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your favorite color? Maroon. Maroon. On your typical Friday night outside of football season what are we going to catch you doing uh hanging with friends and family or hunting hunting take us away Abby. if you were if you were to coach a sport besides football what would you coach uh you know i like a lot of sports i coached softball for 13 years um that was a blast um i don't know i think i think baseball might be on the uh horizon for me so i guess i'd probably have to say baseball Awesome. Baseball's the best. Well, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Johnson. Congratulations again on the recognition for the coach of the year. Um, it was awesome to have you on here. Hopefully your holiday season kicks off, no pun intended. Awesome. Right. And we are able to enjoy some time with family and friends. Hey, hope to see everybody back after the new year. <laughs> well, that was awesome. So being 
and hearing being here and hearing all those things that Coach Johnson said, um, that's awesome. But also, I'm lucky enough to be a part of the staff and kind of, I mean, obviously, as a junior high coach, I'm not a part of all of Coach Johnson's meetings and stuff like that. But um, Coach Johnson, no doubt, he has, his dedication to the program is extremely, extremely impressive. He will – there have been numerous times on Sundays that he's held meetings with the varsity coaches at night and then – Later at night, he calls in the junior high coaches, and we come and are part of that meeting. It's just awesome to see how dedicated he is, and it's awesome to hear how he takes it so seriously, and it's such an honor for him, even in a kind of a crazy year like this, to be named with such a high accomplishment. Yeah, and I think that dedication is reflected in his players, too, and how they perform throughout the season, and he kind of talked about that, too, about how they – were tough enough and dealt with the different circumstances as well. Yeah, I, I mean, especially as people on the outside looking in, it must, it, as fans, obviously, you guys weren't able to have as big of a fan section, but it's still cool to know that Chatfield was behind the Gophers this year, even though they weren't able to be there. I know a lot of people mentioned how they would go and watch on either they'd stream on Facebook or there were other news sources that might be streaming. So, Chatfield football community is, has a bright future, um, and a lot of it starts with Coach Johnson. But um, I mean, the fans are pretty cool too, I guess. I'd say they're not they're they're not like Packer fans or anything like that. But they're the, they're, they're the next step down. Mm, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> Abby, what's our quote of the week? We're gonna end with the quote of the week from Buddy the Elf himself. It says, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear, which is just for you, Mr. Sloviak, but everyone else, too. Telling you to enjoy your Christmas music for the next week or so that it lasts. (laughs) Uh, And on that note, go ahead and cue the band.